Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I have, am I on the right camera now? Oh, am I looking at the right place now? <laughs> oh God, I knew this was going to happen, but this is serious. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm here to talk about cancer. I'm here to talk about cancer awareness. I'm here to talk about, thank you, Poetis. <laughs> I was looking at all kinds of cameras, oh my God. Back to serious. I'm here to talk about cancer. I'm here to talk about cancer awareness. You know, I, my, my father uh, uh, had cancer of colon. Uh, cancer is really running rampant in our communities. It seems like every disease that, you know, we lead the top in every one of them, and I'm kind of tired of it, you know. So once again, I bought some backup, okay? I brought a doctor, and I bought another fitness guru and a survivor of cancer. Are you ready to talk about how we combat uh, cancer in this community, I'm ready. Let's talk about it. Mentorship moments, each one teach one. Sometimes you just gotta make it happen. Gonna make it happen. Welcome to Mentorship Moments, Each One Teach One. We are the village. Man, I have got a show for you today. You know, my shows always have to have meaning. Yes, yes, we're going through a lot of social issues, social times, but I don't want to miss what's on the underbelly of what's going to be bother killing us when all this stuff subsides, okay? Today, I want to talk about cancer. But before I even do that, I want to give shout out to my sponsors. First of all, let me give a shout out to Yalita Carter of Mutual Realty Consultants. Now, they are a five-star company. Now, I want to give a shout-out. She was on um, Sweet Dreams Magazine. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, she is blowing up as a real estate agent. Let her be your real estate agent. She's one of the sponsors of the show. You want to reach out to her. Her phone number is 213-804-3369. That's 213-804-3369. 3369. I'm talking about top of the line real estate agent. She's leading. She is leading. Again, I want to give another follow-up shout out to the Black Health Trust. You know, each weekend they have a symposium. If you Google Black Health Trust and just join, donate. I donated. It's worth it. You get information that you may not get from your doctor and it's coming from people that look like you and me, but everybody can buy in on this information because you have the best doctors in the world, especially my guest who is a part of the Black Health Trust. And we'll get to that in a minute. Hey, listen, if you want to sponsor the show, there are many ways you can do that. Uh, thank you. Thank you. For, uh, Mutual Realty Starts. Thank you so much for sponsoring. Uh, thank you, De Denise Porter, for sponsoring me in the past. That is so awesome. But hey, need more? You can reach us on Cash App at dollar sign CJ functional. When I say dollar sign, I feel like a preacher. <laughs> you, are, you can also reach me at Venmo at CJ functional and just put a little notation. Hey, hey, I like what you're doing, CJ, supporting the show, mentorship moments, each one, teach one. And Eva, we have got our official CJ's functional fitness store. Are you yes, happy about we that? Do. Oh, excited! This, yes. This is my wife, Eva Joseph. You know, she turned Hello. it out last week, so I decided to drag her in here one more time. Here I am again. And show me out, okay? <laughs> uh, the CJ store is where you can get 
everything from t-shirts. Uh, you can get my book, Navigating Through the Valleys of Success. You can get uh, nutritional seminars at a very fair price because I just want to educate the community. You know, Eva, you know, cancer is a big subject, man. And I know uh, you know some friends. You've had friends, family who've passed away from uh, uh, cancer. Yes. Uh, I've had friends, family that's passed away. We're all susceptible to it. I'm in that midlife where we have to get our tests regularly. I know you just did. I did. You know, I'm not getting your personal business, right? Not getting in yours. Okay, we, you're not going to do that to me again. <laughs> okay. You are not, okay? <laughs> but, you know, if we could just read off some uh, some stats. Now, I don't want to give it all away because I already have the experts, but it's important to cite. You know, this is from the American Cancer Society, babe. So, yes, these are some statistics, facts from the American Cancer Society 2021 posted. Excluding non-melanoma skin cancer, at least 42% of newly diagnosed cancers are in the U.S. About 797,000 cases in 2021 are potentially avoidable. Including the 19% of cancers caused by smoking and at least 18% caused by a combination of excess body weight, alcohol consumption, poor nutrition, and physical inactivity. All right. With that said, we are going to get into the subject matter. But first, a commercial from CJ's Functional Fitness. In life... We all have opponents to prepare for, but you don't have to be a fighting champion to defeat your current condition. You don't need to be the ultimate anything to tap out the stressors in life. But what if I told you that mastering your physical well-being, like a fighter, directly relates to mastering the obstacles in your daily life? The only challenger that awaits you is yourself. Do you accept your challenge? I'm CJ, and this is CJ's Functional Fitness, where you don't have to be a fighter to feel like one. So let's train. You know, quick shouts out to uh, Sadia Sanders, the Urban Spencer. She's the creator of the Ur Urban Spinster. She is the single life expert. She'll be uh, looking on our YouTube viewers to throw some questions our way if she catches them. Thank God for you. You are a godsend. My wife will be checking the Facebook. Uh, I, I want to get right into it because, you know, our doctor, you know, being a doctor, you can be very busy. So I want to bring our guest in right away. Dr. C. Suzanne Cutter. She is a surgical oncologist. I will read her bio in a second, but I want you to feel her. So here's a little excerpt from her from the Black Health Trust. I'm telling you, this is the bomb.com. You know, uh, I just want to say I, I actually uh, did my yoga this morning, so uh, CJ can't be too upset with me. <laughs> I did my yoga. I had a long case yesterday. And why did I have a long case? You know, I was on call and a patient came in who was obese with a acute appendicitis and a colon mass. And so a case that would have normally taken me two hours took me seven hours because I had to navigate through all of the tissue. So I really want to talk about how um, obesity and body fat becomes a killer, especially in the, in the realm of cancer and during COVID-19. Let me know if you can't see my slides. So I don't have any disclosures and I wanna just let everyone know 
Uh, physicians are sometimes required to awesome. do this. There's a thought out. Guys, you need to sign up on the Black Health Trust. This is the kind of information you're not getting in the doctor. In, in the, you may not be getting in the doctor's office, or you may. That's great. But this is a great resource. I'm going to read her bio, and then we're going to bring our guest on in. Dr. C. Suzanne Cutter, MD, surgical oncologist located in downtown Los Angeles, right here in our community. Dr. Cutter delivers premium, premium surgical oncology care using compassion and candor with an emphasis on empowering patients. As the founder of Curatology, and we'll definitely shout that out later, Surgical Oncology and Associates, Dr. Cutter leaves no stone unturned when it comes to diagnosing and treating her patients in the downtown Los Angeles area giving them the tools they need to fight back against a cancer diagnosis. As a part of her comprehensive care, Dr. Cutter exposes a holistic approach, I love that, that helps her patients from every angle. To, the end, uh, to that end, she has instituted a program called HONOR, that's H-O-N-E-R-R, -R, hydration, organ detoxification, nutrition, exercise, I love that, rest, love that even more, and relationships, which empowers her patients to care for themselves on every level for better overall health and wellness. Dr. Cutter travels domestically and, and internationally to teach and provide care for cancer patients around the world. Her clinical, and, and re her clinical research training and training allow her to address uh, tumors throughout the body for the brain, the bone, and heart. And her special interests include sarcomas, melanoma, and thyroid disease. After a career in technology which focused on healthcare, Dr. Cutter took a self-directed uh, sabbatical to study medicine in Chicago. Her surgical training consisted of general surgery, uh, surgery residency in New York, a cancer research fellowship, and also uh, uh, in New York, a surgical oncology clinical fellowship in Los Angeles. Dr. Cutter's education and training exposed her to a wide variety of patients, pathologies, and practice patterns through experience at major institutions, both domestic and abroad. She performs global and med uh, med uh, medical missions once or twice per year in order, man, this lady is a saint, to deliver education to the far reaches of the globe. Dr. Cutter holds a license in multiple states, which allows her to deliver care via telemedicine for the uh, initial consultants, consultations and post-operative wound checks for patients outside of Los Angeles, Arizona, Colorado, New York, and Minnesota. Man, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Dr. C. Suzanne Colors. Hey, we're going to give her a standing ovation because all we have is two in the audience and we have the poets in there. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, doctor. Are you on, are you on mute? I am not on oh, mute. Dude, I, I am here I, live and live in color. Hello. Oh, man, I can hear you. Before I, before I get you in, Eva, can you read off the number for our folks? Because this, this is about cancer. So we got the doctor. The doctor is in. Eva, people want to call in with questions about cancer. Yes. If you'd like to call in, the number is area code 323-815-4204. You can also watch on YouTube, Morris Media Studios, morrismedialive.com, or visit morrismedialstudios.com. All right. That, the poet is like, that's an overread. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Okay. So doc, Dr. Cutter, welcome. It's so good Thank to have you, you uh, here. I, I asked you two weeks ago, right? And I, I sent a little text. I was all shy. You know, <laughs> would, would you like to, you know, you know? And within seconds, you said yes. And, you know, that is really impressive. Thank you for taking the time out from your busy schedule. I know you can't stay for the whole show. But, man, is there anything else you'd like to share on your bio for our viewers before we get into our topic? 
<laughs> well, you know, it, it's, you know, when you hear people talk about you, sometimes you feel a little bit embarrassed, but, you know, by the same token, we all work hard in our fields. And so, you know, it's kind of good to kind of hear everything. I just want to clarify, I do not operate on the brain, on bone or the heart. So I just want everybody to, to know that. I don't okay. want anyone to think that I operate in those areas, but I do operate primarily on the GI tract, soft tissue, and the extremities when they don't involve bone. So that is what I do. Doc, how long have you been been doing this? I mean, to all the young African-American women and young men out there that need somebody to look up to, how long have you been doing this? You know, I like to tell people that medicine is my third career. You know, I started off in two other careers, and so medicine is the third. So I know a lot of people look at me as just being a physician, but I kind of look at myself as being an engineer because that's where I started. So I started in medicine. Um, I finished my medical school uh, training in 2001, 9-11. Uh, I went to New York that June, and then that September was 9-11. So that was kind of the beginning of my uh, medical training and residency. Mm, wow. Wow. Well, hang on to that. What I, I can't wait to walk your future clients that are watching here today that are, that are or future people who have questions, walk them through and give them the confidence to come see you to get well. Before I do yeah. that, I want to bring in another guest. You know, I need backup. I need backup. All right. And I got a very special guest. I've got an actual cancer survivor. And, you know, we're going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a clip of Miss, uh, Miss Get Fit with Rick, Cassandra Britt Nickerson. All right, let's take a peek. This is from Battle of the Bulge, the pilot uh, TV series. Nails, my clothes, a step, instead of just putting themselves a priority, your physical attributes, looking to make sure you look okay. But one of the things that happened to me this year, um, January 26th, I'll never forget this day. It was my birthday. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it's been a wake up call for me and I'm living that life right now. Excuse me, I don't mean to get emotional, but it's scary. It's a very scary disease. And I never would have thought as healthy as I am and the way I eat that I would have been diagnosed with such a serious disease. One in every nine person will be diagnosed with breast cancer this year. Although it is treatable and there are cures, but we have to be very diligent in taking care of our health. I found it on a mammogram. You know, I have my mammograms every year, and they found it on a mammogram. It wasn't a lump. It's nothing that they could have caught through self-examination. It was in my ductum. It's like, why me? Do I want that to be my testimony? No, I don't. Who wants to go through something like that? But am I going to fight? Yes, I'm going to fight. I have two small, gorgeous children and a family and children to raise to, to stay in this fight, and I'm going to do everything that I can to, to make sure I beat the disease and make people aware that it's, you know, it's, it doesn't discriminate. Breast cancer does not discriminate, and you yeah. don't never know where. Before I bring in this incredible legend, one of my mentors, not only in the fitness industry, but also she is a legend in law enforcement and just retired. You know, if you saw your recruitment posters, you might you might have seen my big cheesy head. But long before that, you were seeing this beautiful young uh, woman, Cassandra Britt Nickerson. And we want to celebrate that today. Let me read her bio. And I, I read the brief one, but we're going to get more into her career. Cassandra Britt Nickerson is a dynamic personal trainer. Cassandra, better known as Sandy, has been a certified uh, personal uh, trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine since 2001. During that time, she trained hundreds, if not thousands by now, of clients. 
Her clients include housewives, professional athletes, and high-profile officials like chiefs of police uh, from, from LAPD, a former chief. Uh, Sandy is no stranger to working out and has competed in uh, uh, and won bodybuilding competitions. She admits that the client is responsible for achieving uh, results and that it takes an enormous amount of discipline and determination. But Sandy's techniques soften the blow by making workouts fun. You got that right. Challenging. I'm still shaking from the last workouts. And a bit different each time. Sandy holds a bachelor's degree from California State University of Long Beach. Eva, you hold one too. She is a founding member of my community fitness team called the Fitness Syndicate versus Obesity and co-star of the TV pilot called Battle of the Bulge LA. Most important, there's so much more to her and we'll get into that. Most important, she, the reason why she's here, she is a cancer survivor and uses her story to inspire others. Are you guys ready to bring uh, Miss Get Fit with Rit Nick in? Bring her on in. What's up, Cassandra? Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you guys? Two people in the audience. Hey, the two cats in the, in the hallway, uh, please, hand claps. Hi. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Number one, it's good to see you, my friend. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your legend uh, that you've developed. I hate using the word legend because because you're still here. You're still doing big things. Um, man, Cancer Survivor, I brought you on this show to inspire today. So I'm going to have questions for both of you. But briefly share with you. Uh, just I know we said, showed it in a video, but briefly talk about your story to the public because you got a lot of people listening in and this is huge. I've been dying to get you on here to talk about this. Yeah. So quickly, I want to just say, you know, like I said in the show, 2015, I had um, just went to the doctor for my routine, annual mammogram, physical. I do it yearly on my birthday around the same time. And I remember them saying, oh, something doesn't look right. I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? And I go, okay, we're going to have to do a biopsy. So still, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it because, you know, I'm pretty much a healthy person. I eat right. I work out all the time. I'm still thinking maybe it's just something nice. You know, sometimes it's like it's always a little scare. Mm -hmm. So, of course, um, I do the biopsy. And um, me, like a dummy, you know, I scheduled it on my birthday because I'm thinking it's going to be nothing. I'm going to get this news. I'm going to go out and have a great day and have a good lunch and party. And come to find out, it was um, it ended up being um, ductal cancer, hurts 2 positive. And um, I'll never forget that day, January 26, um, 2015, changed my life. Wow. <laughs> changed wow. my life. Changed my life. Now, I want to get into both perspectives. We are getting going to get into the heat of it. We're going to take a commercial break and uh, we're going to get right into it. I still get emotion when I look at that uh, that that vignette of you. I still get emotional. I mean, you've been so inspiring to me. So when we come back, I've got the doctor, I've got the coach, and together, hopefully, we can lick this cancer. All right, let's uh, commercial break. Not every day I have the power to fight, but my body needs me. My opponent is high blood pressure. You don't have to be a fighter to feel like one. So let's train. All right. You know, Eva wants to give a few shout outs to some of the people that have chimed in so far on Facebook. Give them a little shout out before we get started, babe. All right. Um, on Facebook, I'd like to give a shout out to Vaughn Jackson. Um, 
Yes, and uh, thanks for watching Letitia Simmons, Cami Sharon Knight, and Janisha Robinson. All right, they're proud of you. Can't wait to, you know, hear your story. So here we go. And I believe all those names sound familiar, especially Vaughn. Vaughn and... Uh, and his beautiful uh, wife, yes. Yes, yes. Vaughn is a champion, right? And then uh, uh, Jamisha? We have Jamisha Robin oh, Robinson. Oh, what's up? I've been yes. meaning to... Man, her story is amazing too, man. When, when, I, when I start talking, when we have a weight loss show, we definitely want to talk about that. Can't wait to have you guys on the show. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. And as more come in, yeah, let's bring it on. All right, so here we go. I'm going to throw this... Um, First question and get right into it, doctor, because I know your time is valuable. And thank you. I know the world should be paying you for this, but you are such a kind woman. All right. Here it is. I want to focus on the relationship between obesity and cancer. Tell us that. Give, it, give us your perspective on that from a clinical level. You know, I was really startled to learn uh, several years ago that obesity is replacing tobacco as the number one risk factor for cancer. Number one, I should say modifiable risk factor for cancer. Just think about that. You know, we used to talk about stopping smoking, you're going to get cancer and all those things. Now it's like, if you're obese, that's becoming a greater risk for cancer. Okay. So I started wondering, okay, why is that? And it has to do with changes in metabolism. I'm not going to really belabor this, but I'm just going to say that there's changes in hormones, there's changes in insulin levels. And then, you know, there's also changes in inflammation. The inflammation creates an environment that cancer loves, lots of juiciness and, and unpleasant factors. The hormones kind of fuel the fire and increase the reproductive rate of the cancer. And then the insulin changes really help to get the cancer fed. Mm. So that's kind of the, you know, the cellular level as to why obesity is a risk factor for cancer. But I was startled to learn that. And so I've just made that kind of a focus of mine ever since. Man, and when did that become a passion for you? I and mean, what was it? Was it a client? What was what sparked you to drive you that way? Because this is big. Obesity, like actually beating cigarette smoking for cancer. You know, I've been speaking to the public for a while because I've always had this passion for just really getting people to get a little bit more comfortable with cancer and cancer diagnoses. You know, it's that fear of cancer that I think drives people away from treatment. So that's why I started doing a lot of speaking. And then as I, you know, uh, started working with different patients, I came across this whole obesity literature. And because I do a lot of reading, you know, I just like to read and I it just really took me aback. So I did a, a lot of research and investigation in that. I actually have a obesity medicine mentor. She's actually an OBGYN out, out of San Diego. And um, I'm uh, studying for my board exam in obesity medicine. So I'm very serious about this. Wow. Wow. And I'm going to turn this over to Britt because this is, uh, th this is, uh, this is in your, you're, you're fit. You're right. one of the fittest people I know, Sandy. I mean, how, I mean, what was your conversation with your doctor like being a person that is fit? You know, like I said, I was really dumbfounded, you know, from a from a perspective of, you know, taking care of my body all my life and eating right and doing all what I thought were the right things. I, I just, you know, like, why me? And he, he's like, like I said, it doesn't discriminate. He's like, listen, I get vegetarian, I get vegans in here that get cancer. Like, it doesn't discriminate. Some There's some factors that we just, it is what it is. But one of those things I will say is um, during that time, I was under a lot of stress. 
And I, I and, and I think people don't understand that the magnitude, the stress I was under, yeah. I had lost my mom at that time. My mom died. I lost another aunt. I lost like three people back to back and just some serious stressful times in my life. And right after that stress came the cancer diagnosis. And I believe personally that that was part of it. You know, yeah. that was something to do with it. You know, yes. Well, you know, now, Dr. Cutter, now we know that stress is a factor on a lot of diseases. Did that, does that also play into effect topically or is that something internal that comes out in the cancer along with the obesity or the habits that come with the stress? What is your opinion on that, doctor? You know, stress is a big factor in a lot of diseases. And, and, and you know, a lot of people are like, wait a minute, I don't really understand. You know, what, what difference does my emotion make? It's important to understand that whatever emotion you feel, there's some kind of chemical change associated with it. So when you're in a stress mode, you're producing a lot of cortisol. Cortisol uh, goes into a response and there's a lot of other factors you're producing, but I like to simplify it as you're either in rest or digest, rest and digest or fight or flight, right? Right. So when you're in rest and digest, that means that it's low stress, your body's functioning normally, the immune system is happy. When you're in fight or flight or that high stress mode, that shuts everything down except for what's necessary to run from the saber-toothed tiger, okay? (laughs) It's the saber-toothed tiger mode. So that's what happens. Stress is a killer in so many different ways. So that to me is the connection. You know, a lot of people, doctor, they, 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 with stress comes with nutritional bad habits, which lead the, to the obesity. Why yeah. do we run to the comfort foods to lead us to obesity in your in your clinical opinion? I know you've talked to thousands of clients. Yeah. So again, it's the, it's the same, the same situation. It's all kind of chemical. So when you're in a certain state, let's say you're depressed or, you know, whatever it is, you're going to be releasing different factors you know, different levels of serotonin or other factors that really impact the way the body's functioning. We don't really think about it because we think emotions are just like mental. Emotions are physiologic. And so when you're creating an environment that really suppresses the immune system, what's going to happen? You know, you're going to have situations where things get out of hand. And what I say about cancer treatment And I'm just going to kind of extend your question a little bit, CJ, if you don't mind. But what I say about cancer treatment is, you know, my job as a surgeon is to give your immune system a head start at fighting the cancer. That's the role of the chemotherapy. That's the role of the radiation. You know, they say that surgery is curative, but we can't find every single possible cell or molecule of cancer in the body. We just can't. But what we can do is we can stack the deck so that the immune system can catch up and go in and get rid of everything else. Okay, okay. I have a question on on the multiple forms of cancer and how how it works, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna pass it over to, to, to Sandy. Your fears uh, going through it, We told, you went through the stress, but you stayed fit. Um, you, you found out you had cancer and the kind of cancer that you had. Can you go into the toll of, of, of the people around you and be honest, how did you feel that your work surroundings uh, took care of you? How did you feel about your family, your friends, people that depended on you for leadership? You're going through it now emotionally. You're the, you're the inspirer going through this. Walk us through what that was like. You know, so, you know, of course, the first day I found out, I just came home and I literally got under the covers 
And I just hid like, like a kid. I put the covers over my head. I, I told my husband, do not tell anyone I have cancer. I don't want people coming to me. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it today. And I, and I stayed on those covers for that day. And I remember the next day I said, you know what? You're going to get up today. That's your last day. You're going to act like that. Wait a minute. You You're said the next up. day? The next day? The next day. I said, that's it. You, wow. The pity party has got to stop. But I'm going to just say this. There were times that it was sinking my head that you're going to die. Like it, it, it plays tricks. You know, your mind, you know, you will play tricks. You're breaking, you're breaking up. I'm going to come right back to you. Cause Andy, I'm going to put it, put it right back to the doctor. Doctor, there are so many. Form like you, you my Christian. Oh. Okay. Yep. Can I, can you hear me, Sandy? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. You broke off just for but a few I'm, seconds. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got you now. Continue. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, basically that, you know, this is just my mind would always go into a negative place. Sometimes when, when you're dealing with something like that, you might feel those feelings of fear or doubt or am I going to survive this? And, you know, and I had a really good friend of mine, Yoli Echoes, who was a police officer who I watched, who was a runner, advocate runner, ran with me. We worked out all the time. I watched her pass away from, from breast cancer. Wow. And so. And I had just watched that happen. So then when I get it, I was like, oh my God, is that going to happen to me? You know, you just, you don't know what's going to happen. So those fears of this could happen to me, this is, this is serious. And so I, I, you know, I laid down, I got sad for that day. And the next day I'm like, okay, girl, you got to get it together. And I woke up that next day and I'm like, move, moving ahead. Like, you're not going to cry about this and be pitiful about this all the time. You got to keep moving. You got a whole, you got children, you got a life to live. And so I will say, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'll be sitting at home and then just that negative thought will come in my head. Like you might not make it. I'm a, and I would say, uh, uh, don't say that. Wow. You're going to be okay. I would talk, I would literally talk myself out of those thoughts. Like, you know, you, you, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. You're going to, you're going to be fine. I'm going to say this one thing. I would go to chemotherapy. I would get dressed up from head to toe. I <laughs> Sharp as a tag. I mean, I don't know what's going on with my thing. Ah. I would go. I would go to chemo, and I would go in there with a smile on my face, and literally dress nicely every time I went. Because in my mind, I would say, "This chemo is going to heal me," and I'm happy that I'm able to get chemo, yeah. and that I'm going to be fine. Like you're gonna, you're going to go to this chemo, you're going to have a great day, and I would go to chemo with this attitude, like I'm getting better, like th this is going to make me better. And I'm going to be fine when you go here. And so I just approached it, approached it with like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay, but you, you, you got to go through this. And I was sitting at chemo and I would talk to everybody and I look around at different pods and, you know, and I say, Hey, and, you know, and, and they go, you always come in so happy. And I've made a conscious choice to make it a positive thing that I'm going to get better. And this is going to make me better instead of woe is me. I'm sitting here in chemo. Wow. No. Now, for people, real quick, for people going through it, we, uh, that as you went through it, yes, you had a positive attitude, but their chemo, and I remember my mom going to chemo and my dad going to chemo, and they were positive people too, but it was a, a painful experience for them. You know, was this the same for you? Oh, it's very painful. It's very painful. I lost all my hair. Um, my The chemo was so strong, my fingernails got infected from my toes to my hands. Wow. 
Wow. That that is that is huge. That is huge. Doc, I'm, I want to come back to you because you know, it, oh, you know. Go ahead. Oh, no. I would just be sick, tired, all of the above. I mean, my bones would ache some days. I would lay in that bed and I would have to get that um last that, that shot to build your white blood cells back up. And I would think somebody would just beat me with a baseball bat. I'm like, they don't, I don't got beat up today. And I would just lay there like, and I like, today is the day. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> and, then, and then in two, in the next day, two days, I feel like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm back to Sandy, 100%. And then, you know, you you go through that process the following week. It's like you, you get better to go through it again once you get back on, you know, the drugs. So, yeah, it was a struggle. But, um, you know, I made it my best to keep teaching my classes. I mean, I would show up with my, you know, no hair on my head. Um, wow. Bloated from all the keep swollen, looking crazy. But, you know, I, I would come to class and I would teach my workout class. I even did my fitness retreat while I was going through all this stuff. But, you know, it's just, yes, it's it's hard on the body. And I think that's when the negativity sometimes seeps in because it's so hard on the body. But you have to constantly walk yourself through it and talk yourself through it because I, I promise you, you just, it's, it's a lot of that is mental. Wow. Mental. Now, man, now look in, this is real information guys. If somebody is going through it that, you know, two, three, two, three, eight, one, five, four, two, zero, four. Now, Dr. Cutter, you heard this. Now you heard a very confident woman going through this. I want to talk about the different types of cancers, but I also want to talk about how you yourself motivate people to get through the process. Uh, you're, you're not like a, a many doctors that I've seen. You are very passionate. How do you inspire to get people through this stage? How do you walk them through it? You know, I start off with uh, helping people to understand that they are accountable for their health care, right? You know, physicians, nurses, all the other people, we're facilitators. And, you know, I, I've had several patients come into my office. I ask them, okay, what's, what's your diagnosis? What kind of biopsy have you had? What kind of surgery, chemo, whatever? They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> you can't come in here saying you don't know. I said, this is the last day that you don't know. Okay. Wow. So you need to keep a file at home, keep your pathology report, keep your last imaging report. You need to know who the physicians are that you're seeing, what their specialties are, and what your treatment plan is. And when you know these things, then you can actually participate in the decision-making and in some self-determination, right? Because then you're in a position to ask better questions. One thing I do want to say about um, the chemotherapy topic, you know, chemotherapy used to just be just a one-shot kind of bad scene, okay? But what's been happening over the years, and we have to thank our researchers for this, is it's evolved into what we're calling systemic therapy. And what that means is there's chemotherapy, there's immunotherapy, and there's hormonal therapy. Chemotherapy can have all those side effects, but there's some other chemotherapy that does not have those side effects. And there's also immunotherapy, which doesn't really have much of any side effects. People feel great, they don't lose their hair, and then finally, there's hormonal therapy, which a lot of times people can't even tell that they're taking it. So a lot of people come in, they're like, I don't want any chemo. No, no, no. And I had a 33-year-old tell me that. He had a giant 18-centimeter uh, colon cancer, 33, oh. and he refused chemo after surgery. Two years later, met in the liver. <laughs> so now he is begging for chemo, and we're going to give it to him. So I'm just going to say... 
don't be afraid of chemotherapy. There's so many therapies out there now, you don't necessarily have to have it unpleasant. So to answer your question, just in total CJ, the way I try to motivate people is by getting them to really take responsibility for themselves, empowering them through knowledge and information and treating them like they can be part of the conversation. I don't tell them what to do. I give them choices and I tell them, look, you know, you can take control of this by taking control of your health, good nutrition, fitness, all of those things that you mentioned, the honor yourself uh, paradigm. Love it. I said, but if you don't want to, you don't have to do it. Okay. You don't have to, I'm not here to make you do anything, but I'm here to give you information and empower you so you can make good decisions for yourself. You know, that's, that's amazing. I like the way it's, I call it the open door policy. You can either follow the path to wellness. It's your choice or not. And generally that reels people in. Hey, we have a phone call guys. Uh, let's uh, see if we can answer this question. Hey, caller, chime in. What's your name, sir, sir or ma'am? This is uh, Michelle Gibson. What's up, Michelle? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Good, good. Do you have a question for the good doctor or the motivational Cassandra Ben Nickerson? I most certainly do. First of all, I want to thank you all for doing this. I mean, Amen. it's been really deep to my heart. I, I do have a family history dealing with breast cancer. And um, um, I was calling regarding genetics dealing with cancer and genetics. I didn't know if um, the doctor or anybody had any tips on that. Are there any um, testing that can be done? And how do genetics play a, a major part dealing with cancer? Doctor, I'm gonna let you handle that one because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay, great. You know, that's a really good question. A lot of people think, oh, I just got cancer because of genetics. And actually, you know, we find that that's not really the most common cause of cancer. Although there are some genes that if they're turned on or turned off, they can predispose. But it's really a lot of other factors, environment, diet, et cetera. So let's talk about genetics really quickly. Now what we have in technology are panels. So for breast cancer, there's a panel. For colon cancer, there's a panel. For a lot of different cancer types, there are panels. And there are these uh, gene arrays that look at all of the genes you know, if somebody has cancer at a young age or unexpected or what have you, somebody who kind of defies the definition of who should really have it, you know, there are full panels that take a look at a lot of different factors. So the people in general that need genetic testing are those who have cancer at a very young age or who have a lot of people in their family with the same type of cancer or a cancer that really shouldn't be in their um in their profile. You know, they don't really fit the profile for that typical cancer type. But that in general describes the group of people that should have genetic testing. You know, having said that, to treat breast cancer, colon cancer, and some other cancers with chemotherapy agents, there's also a profiling system that looks at a lot of different factors and selects the best drug. So we used to give kind of the same drugs to everybody, right? Make everybody equally as miserable. I was going to ask that. <laughs> but yeah. now we realize, okay, if you run these panels, you can pick the drugs that are most likely effective for that particular cancer type. Okay. That's not available for every cancer type, but there are certain ones that it's more available for. So that's kind of just a brief overview of the role of genetics in cancer. Wow. Does that answer your question, uh, Ms. Gibson? It, it most certainly does. That's the same thing I said. Wow. Um, I want to say you very um, much. I, I definitely want to make sure that um, I follow through with that. Can I ask you a question, Michelle? Yes. 
do now when you go to your primary doctor, I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent, but we're talking about healthcare for uh, the African American community. I mean, do you get this kind of detail? I, I'm just asking out of curiosity. I did not get this kind of detail, and, and and as a matter of fact, it's funny you ask that because I feel like I'm always having to prompt for questions. I feel like I have to come in with all this information in order to get any type of feedback, and it's like this is my health that I'm dealing with, and so just to see you all on here and doing a special like this, it means a lot, and um, this right here doesn't stop today. This word needs to, needs to get out to our communities and our families, and I have a mother that passed away from um, oh breast cancer God. at age 29, oh, okay. and her mother had breast cancer, and her sister had breast cancer, and uh, my my maternal cousins both have breast cancer, and it's kind of like, okay, hold on a second. We have to get it more than just, okay, go take your mammograms, and pretty much you're done. We have to get more educated on this because our lives depended on it, and um, family history still keeps going down the trends, but even if it's not necessarily genetic as far as immediately passing down to um, the next of kin, we need to be aware of this, and uh, we got to stay on top of this. Our families are not talking about health enough, and I just appreciate you all for, th for doing this. Well, God bless you for that, I, I, and um, I'm going to let you go here, but you know what? You guys share these episodes. That's the only way we grow. Donate, because I plan on bringing nothing but content that helps our community, and that reminds me. Thank you so much, Michelle. God bless you. I want to get into some, something inspirational, uh, and, and this is it. So, and I want to start this with uh, um, uh, Cassandra, and I, I, I know, Doctor, you, I, I, I hope you can stay for the whole show, but I want to make sure I get all your information out to the public because you just, you just showed out here. I, I'm going to ask you, get fit, you know, with Miss Britt, all right? How you inspire your clients, how you inspired before the uh, the cancer uh, 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 after the cancer is over before and how you inspire after did it motivate you more and how do you inspire your clients are you a no excuse trainer like kind of like I am I, I know you've always been that way what is your method especially after your healing you know just how I inspire is just being is, is leading by example and I think you know a lot of times we just lead by example you know and even going through those things that I, would go, I was going through at the time, I continued to still be connected with my clients, still training, still, you know, telling the things I was dealing with, but just still having a positive attitude. I mean, I could be on my worst days, but some days I, I just, I, I would just go push through it. And I want to say, let me just back up real quick. I was one of those people that they couldn't understand why I had cancer and it was at a young age. And because of my background, it doesn't run in my family. So I did, they did test me. So I was one of those people they test for the BRCA gene and all stuff, but I didn't have it. It didn't, it was not genetics. And I and I want to also back up and say really quick about um cancer, um, being once again a stressful job, being a police officer for 30 something, 30 years. Um, one of the um, the specialists I saw through um, the city of Los Angeles doctors, he said that as we continue, what he started to see as police officers can just stay in their careers 30 years. 35 years, we used to retire at 20 years, he started to see the cancer rate starting to go up in our community, the, 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 the Los Angeles Police Department community, police officers. He used to didn't see it as much in police officers as he saw it in CHP because they deal with a lot of uh, road traffic, um, the air quality, things are on the highway, inhaling, ingesting things. But I think as the longer we stay on this job, the more stress that we deal with, we don't realize we're internalizing it. Once again, 
talking about that stress factor. But back to motivating and being positive, I think, how do I motivate? Motivate is just, you know, being there for a person, listening and trying to understand where they're, what is going on in their lives and trying to let them work through that and getting them to see why it's so important to push through those things, even in the bad times, even when they're feeling like they can't do it, like it's just a day, move on to the next day. Each day we start over. Like you might've had that bad day. You might've ate the wrong things or you might've didn't do that exercise and you didn't get up and you move, but that's just one day in your life. What about the next day? How do we get to that next day? Um, we can always, you know, find reasons not to, but what the reasons why. And I always tell people, it's your life depends on this stuff. Hmm. Like your life can depend on you being fit and, and taking care of your body. You get one body, you get one shot at this and you got to take care of it. I love you what know. you said. You get one shot with this. You know, mm -hmm. doctor, I'm going to cut cut back to you because I wanted to make sure I covered something before I make it inspirational for you. And I want to make sure I get your information out. You mentioned something about the cancer being in one place and evolving to another place. Please talk about that. There are some people that, oh, I got this cancer. It's not that cancer. But cancer can move. Can you talk? go into that a little bit? Yeah, you know, so we use a staging system for cancer. It's T as in Tom, N as in Nancy, M as in Mary, right? So T stands for tumor, N stands for nodes, and M stands for metastasis. And the tumor is just the tip of the iceberg, but the cancer can move not just with and grow in that tumor area, not just in that area, but it can expand out to the lymph nodes. So that's the end. It can go to far away places, you know, and we usually look at the liver and the lungs for those places. And sometimes for um, cancers that are inside of the, the trunk or the abdominal cavity, we see it in the lining area. The other theoretical part of this and the part that is an ongoing subject of study is, do cancer cells deposit themselves in areas like the bone marrow? Wow. You know, so an area where they go, they become quiescent. In other words, they kind of go to sleep and then they kind of get awakened if there's some type of a trauma or stressor or something like that. And then they start to circulate. So the thought is systemic therapy and that's chemotherapy, um, immunotherapy, and then also hormonal therapy will travel throughout the body and clean up all those cells that we can't see. Okay. And not everybody is supposed to have chemotherapy or systemic therapy. It's all based on that staging, that TNM. So that's the situation with that part. Did I get the whole question or did I miss no, something? No, you, you answered it thoroughly. Cause I, Hey, long as I got you here, I'm getting the most of it. Cause you know what? I'm concerned now my males out there. Cause I know I have a lot of women that, that watch the show. Uh, males in their midlife, how important is getting that those cancer screenings? Please tell our men what's up so they can get their butts to, that, to, the, to the doctor. So you guys, let's really talk about this just in total. Let's talk about screening. You know, our best screening test is uh, colonoscopies. Colonoscopies prevent cancer. What is a colonoscopy? When they take the tube, they go up the anus and they look at the colon from the inside, from the end, to the beginning of the colon, which is the cecum, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want that thing going up me. I don't want to do the prep and have to, you know, have all these bowel movements and everything. But this is actually something, just that one little test can actually literally save your life, okay? Now, the, the, the conventional age for that used to be 50. Mm -hmm. But what we have learned is that in ethnic populations, we're seeing colon cancer much earlier, 
All right. So now the discussion is about 40 to 45. So I don't want anybody thinking, well, I can just wait until I'm 50, 55, 60 to get this colonoscopy. No, get it early. The other thing for men, of course, is the prostate exam. Again, that's in the same space, you know, through that anal opening. Mm -hmm. And it may sound a little bit uncomfortable, but I tell you, once a year with that little exam can change your life as well. You know, these are things that are designed to give you longevity and to prevent you from having to have surgery and have chemotherapy and all those things. I understand the hesitance of a lot of people to go to doctors. You know, there's some mistrust in the community and I actually really get it. There was a lot of experimentation on African-Americans for years, um, unwanted surgery, sterilizations, uh, not treating people, giving people medications without telling them. And this was done at big institutions in New York, Pennsylvania, all over the place. So I really get it. But by the same token, it doesn't do you any good not to go and get some help. So I just say, find somebody that you can trust, somebody that you can talk to, right? Somebody who's a straight shooter. I like get that. your records, okay? Get your pathology, get your imaging, all those things. Get a second opinion. Talk to somebody else. Get somebody else's opinion on that. Bring somebody with you. And then do your research. Okay, you can go online. My favorite website for patients to go to is the NCCN. Okay, it is the cooperative network that designs guidelines for cancer care. Wow. And they have been so kind to not only give guidelines for the physicians, but they've designed guidelines for the patients. So you can go onto that website. It's free. Look up your cancer type. You would look it up by location, stomach you know, bone, wherever it is, and then download that guideline. And it'll kind of take you through the whole discussion about that cancer type, the treatments, everything. It is invaluable. So that would be my recommendation for people who uh, are thinking about screening or maybe have some hesitance to get some screening. One of our YouTube videos, uh, uh, viewers made sure she wants everybody to know men and women get your colonoscopies is important. I got mine. Eva got hers recently. You know, we're, we're making jokes about it, but uh, she's giving me that look. But it's super important. Gotta you know, get it. I want to, I know you're, we're getting close to, to I know you've got um, uh, bigger and better things to do, but thank God for you spending with us in the community, you know, on your dime. I appreciate it. But if you can give what it feels like as a doctor who cares, when you see a, a follow-up patient that's gone into remission, what is that like for you as a person that really cares? You know, I have to say that I have the same perspective as Ms. Cassandra Britt Nickerson. You know, it starts in the mind. Okay, so I really start a mindset with my patients that there is a pathway for you to get well. Okay, we just have to get on that pathway and stay on it. And if we can focus on wellness, we can see you through it. So I believe in that pathway from the beginning. And whenever my patients veer, I kind of discuss it in that light. Like, look, you know, there's a, this is your opening. Okay. This is it right here. For some reason you're over here, get back on the pathway. Okay. It's important. It's important to hydrate, to sleep seven to eight hours at night, Yes. to have four to five servings of vegetables every day, to have healthy and stable relationships. People think that that doesn't wow. make a difference. That's huge. Get rid of the people in your life that cause you grief, depression, all of those things, or remake, transform that relationship, okay? 
And also exercise, essential. I have my patients after surgery walk every day for two weeks, every single day. Okay, that's part of my post-op prescription. So that's the way, that is the pathway of getting well. And I, I really just drive that home. This is your path. Some people's path is like this. Some people's path is like this. But you need to stay in your lane and follow your path. Doctor, lead us into where where we can reach you, how our people can get a hold of you. Uh, cure, tell us about Curetology, and then, um, then hey, I'm going to turn you loose, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's very kind of you. You know, um, if, if people want to learn more about me and what I do, you can go to the website, which is www.curetology.com. How is that spelled? C-U-R-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y, the study of cure, www.curetology.com. And then if you want to make an appointment, um, you can always call 213-261-7100, 213-261-7100. I do do some telemedicine visits and also the live visits. And I also focus on obesity medicine to help people to weight management, manage, excuse me. The goal is not to get skinny. The goal is to get healthy. I so- love it. Say that again, doc. Please say that again. Say that again. Not to get skinny. The goal is to get healthy. Oh, you are you are in my heart. (laughs) Healthy has a lot of appearances, right? It looks all kinds of different ways. So it's your personal health best. I just want to thank you for having me, Mr. CJ. This is a fantastic uh, show that you have, and the way that you manage everything is really just amazing. It's good to meet your wife. She's beautiful, and she's got one of my favorite colors, orange, and she looks so (laughs) fresh. I love it. And then Ms. Cassandra Britt-Nickerson, so impressive to be so strong and so positive just in terms of, you know, owning your wellness. So thank you all for having me. And I look forward to being on the CJ show again. Oh, no. (laughs) Mentorship. Mentor, what is it? Mentorship moments. Yes. Did I get it? Each one, teach one. That's right. Hey, thank thank you so much, doctor. Can I say something? I, I really, I really appreciate you, Dr. Cutter, because I think, you know, I had a black female surgeon and I, and it was just the fact that I went in there and I knew somebody that was from my culture who was operating on me that prayed with me before she even operated on me that day. And, and to see you, I'm just so proud of you. And I just want to thank you. Just, I'm so proud of you and thank you for all that you do. And just, I can just see that you, you would be the same type of doctor. I I can already feel it. I I just can, I'm just proud of you. I want to say thank you. Thank you. you. Oh, and the last thanks is for me. Thank you for recognizing the importance of um, fitness coaches. You brought me in uh, on the show and in the Black Health Trust. And I really appreciated that because uh, I just want to thank you. have no idea. You know, they think we're luxury items, but we're a part of the solution when they let us. And I appreciate you for that. I got to let you go, doctor. Thank you so much. We're going to go to a commercial break. And then it's just me and Britt. I got I got some beef to square with you, ma'am. (laughs) <laughs> Check Be out well, my book, everyone. Navigating Through the Valleys of uh, Through Success. Here's a commercial. I tried to be secular about this book, but I can't. Something's working within me. DJ was already an incredible person, and then he wrote a book. I turned to God as a person that stopped believing. So you will meet me there, and if not, you will see the works that helped me get there. If you want to know how to change and learn how to change from the inside out, you read this book. Money is a real thing. It's a part of it. But what I show in the book, and I'm I'm telling my young people out there, I'm walking you through business. This is a real business lecture 101. 
it's not the green that's going to keep you sustained. It's your influence. It's your in. How well do you impart influence and love in people? How do I make you rich by a conversation we've had? It's going to help you no matter what situation, no matter what trials or tribulations you're going through. It's going to give you that ammo that you need. Watch God grow inside of me. Watch him show me why this went wrong to get to right. To him to say, you know what, God? I needed the tragedy too. I needed to feel lost. I needed to feel grief. I needed to feel let down. And thank God you've got me where I'm at in my marriage, with my kids, with my family, so I can see the blessings and I can tell somebody else how all those things I went through in the past got me where I'm in today. You can get through anything if you just keep the faith and walk through that valley and don't give up. Don't turn back, don't look back, just keep looking forward. And the goal is right there. You just have to keep pushing for it. Keep your brains in your head, keep your heart in your chest, and keep your pee-pee in your pants. And that's it. That's great advice. <laughs> this will stay in your hearts for the rest of your life. And it will conquer the demons that lie in your mind. Yeah. Shouts out to Mr. Day Lamar for helping me out with that book signing event, Navigating Through the Valleys of Success, a perspective in the thick of it. This is the OG indie version with pictures of the great Eva Joseph and my fam and legends in the book. And there's Navigating Through the Valleys of Success, Excellent. a perspective in uh, perseverance. Okay, Brookstones took it and said, we got to lighten it up. No, I'm just playing. No, no, no they, just, they just did a little artwork. You know what? Uh, uh, so, Sandy, I want to briefly... About to take a minute to talk about how much fitness plays a role in anyone's recovery, no matter what disease, prevention. Take a minute and uh, just uh, tell us about that. I, I don't have a beef with you. You know I love you, Missy. Uh, no, you're just you just been such a mentor. Inspires with a minute of that, and then I'll have Eva sum it up, uh, close, close it out, all right? Because you're good at closing out, baby. You look beautiful. All right, Sandy, take it away, my friend. So, you know, in fitness and anything in life, I think um, what we don't realize is that when you work out, you release these um, hormones that are positive, happy hormones um, into your into your bloodstream when you work out. And so I, it brings you to a piece of uh, happiness. And so also working out just gives you a sense of accomplishment. You know, I always have a lot of times when we're working out with my group and they'll go, oh my God, after it's done, they're so proud of themselves. You know, because they've, they're taking care of their body. I always tell people it's not about it's not about so much the look and what you want to look by. What is about just taking care of your body, just getting to a healthier you. And if that's just coming to class and moving the whole time and not doing everything the right way, just, you know, not keeping up with the whole class, but just move. As long as you're moving, you're doing something. And so I, I say this to say that, um, you know, I've been through so many surgeries. I can't even count them. You know, with breast cancer, I had to get, I had a mastectomy. I've had um, complications with my mastectomy. And each time um, I, I worked out, I made sure that I, whether it was walking, like she said, where if I couldn't do anything would require weight, I would get out and walk. I just kept moving because I, I really believe that it helps you heal to the road of recovery with just your mindset. And so I say that um, in anything is that it brings you out of that space of just woe is me, get you out with um, nature, whatever that may be, a walk, just seeing things from a different perspective. The fact that you can walk, 
because there's people sitting in hospital beds right now that can't move, cannot exercise. And God has given you the ability to, to continue to move, exercise, walk, whatever it takes. Be, be grateful for that. And so with that being said, I just think that um, just being grateful, grateful that you you have two limbs and that you can move and that you can work out, that you can walk and that you can exercise is phenomenal wow. in itself. And just being thankful to God that he is allowing you to be able to do those things. And, and that's so. why you're such an inspiration. Please tell our fan base how to get a hold of you. If you they want to be inspired, get their butts kicked by Britt Nick. How do we get a hold of you? And then Eva, we're going to have you close it out. You can always reach me on Instagram at Get Fit with Britt Nick or um, on Facebook, or you can reach me by phone, 213-248-6838, 213-248-6838. Once again, Instagram, get fit with Britt Nick. That's uh, B-R-I-T-T-N-I-C-K with the get fit and same as Facebook. Boom. Thank you, guys. Thank you. God bless you. You know I love you. And congratulations on your retirement. You did your thing. Eva, yes. my yes. love. You want to sum it up? You want to soften I'm the blow? I'm going to sum it up. We are running out of time, but thank you so much, Cassandra. We so appreciate your inspirational words. Very powerful. And Dr. Cutter, you gave us wisdom and knowledge so we can empower ourselves to be healthier. Um, some of the things that you know I got out of the show today that I hope you did, Dr. Cutter at the top of the show talked about inflammation, insulin, um, weight, getting that under control because those uh, types of factors contribute to um, cancer growing in our bodies. And also, uh, Cassandra uh, really emphasized about how stress, um, you know, plays a part in our body and how um, that affected her. And, and those were, you know, her expression of thinking, you know, that's possibly what could have brought on her illness. So we want to keep in mind and keep our self-care, our stress under control, our food in check with healthy eating and also our weight in check. Um, so we learn a lot of things, right? We want our body to be uh, at rest and digest, not in fight or flight. So keep that in mind. Take care of yourself. Move and eat healthy. And CJ, thank you for allowing the show to happen and allowing us to yeah. all learn such wonderful information. Wow. Uh, I want to thanks. I want to thank you guys too. Thank you, CJ, for having me on, and just that you're a phenomenal person. And if you guys don't know CJ, CJ is such a, a positive person. He's always happy. I, I can't think of a time that he's not. And you know, he's just always on that. He's always at a hundred of just happiness and just a great guy to be around. And I've had an opportunity to know him and his wife, and just just so proud of him and all the things that he's accomplished and continue to accomplish. All thank right, you, man. CJ. All this thank thinking, you. I'm about to cry. Stop it. <laughs> Guys, mm -hmm. we got to go. We're over time. The poetess has got the belt out and she's ready to spank us. This is <laughs> mentorship right. moments. Each one, teach one, sponsor the show. You know how to do it. Share this. Tell a friend. We keep it real here. I've got some real stuff we need to talk about to fix our community. God bless you. We are the village. Love you. Out. It happened. It happened.